Hello and welcome into another end zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff with our digital anchor Jake Wallace. Jake, what is this week eight now of high school football? I think yeah, something like that, depending on what you consider week, week zero, zero and week one. And, and <laughs> it's our eighth that. week of doing this. Yes, and uh, it's it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a wet week. Yeah, it certainly appears as it has been raining all day. Here in Savannah as we're recording this Friday afternoon. Every sports anchor's delight trying yeah. to keep the camera dry. Yeah, so expect <laughs> to have the rain gear if you're heading out to, to watch some games. Just have it handy just in case. We're not first alert meteorologists. We're, de- we're definitely not. But <laughs> Don't listen to us. That's what, that's what they're telling us is just be prepared. Um, so before we look ahead to this week and Friday night, let's take a look back like we usually do. Our play of the week recap out in the low country. Yeah, Whale Branch picking up more than 40,000 votes on a touchdown pass from Kayshawn Jenkins to Ja'Kai Pusha. It was one of those where Jenkins just put it right where he needed to, about a foot or two above the outstretched arm of a cross defender, right into the waiting arms of Pusha, who was behind the defense, and he did the rest. Uh, a big win, uh, A big touchdown and a big win for Whale Branch, and they pick up play of the week honors as well. Yep, so congrats to Whale Branch. And we had a pair of games last night, some Thursday night football action. Uh, Savannah Christian at home in Pooler hosting Screven County. They picked up a 35-13 to win to move to 4-3. and And impressive because they did it without Paula Zitterauer, a mm-hmm. quarterback. You know, went a couple different directions, played some different offensive uh, ways to get it done, did the Raiders. But that's 3-4 wins in their last three wins in the last four games for for Baker Woodward's team now they'll get an extra day of rest and they go to Calvary next Friday Mm -hmm. for to kick off region play with that rivalry game um we'll see what happens we'll see the the health and their quarterback situation all that kind of stuff but Savannah Christian playing better football of late after a little bit of a rough patch to start the season. It's definitely going to be a test for the Raiders at Calvary, but you know rivalry games can get wacky and anything can happen. So we're looking forward to that one. Uh, Screven County has Portal on Friday, and then Tattnall County also topped Bradwell twenty-one to six. The Warriors moved to five and one. They've got a bye week this coming week. Yeah, it was seven six at halftime. Tattnall with. 14 unanswered in the second half to, to win by two scores. The The Warriors are now 5-1. and one. It matches their most victories in a season since 2016. So Isaac Farrell doing a really good job over there in Tattnall County, building a program, a team that's, that's had some rough years um, in the past. They kick off region play next week at Appling County, so certainly a test there. Um, but this Tattnall County team certainly appears to be on the up and up under Farrell and the coaching staff. Over there. Meanwhile, Bradwell gets Statesboro next week, so that'll be a test for the Tigers. Moving on to this week and Friday night, our game of the week, Effingham County visiting Richmond Hill. This is a rivalry game um, that means a lot to both of these schools, especially the ones in, in Richmond Hill. I'll never forget, it was, I believe it was SEC Media Days where Nick Fitzgerald, the former Richmond Hill quarterback, was the star quarterback at Mississippi State, mentioned, you know, there are very few rivalries that top Richmond Hill and Effingham <laughs> County all the way back to his high school days. And so it should be a really good atmosphere tonight at Wildcat Stadium. And this is a game that Richmond Hill kind of really needs when you look at where they stand in region play and where they stand. But this is a pretty good Effingham County team. You look at, you know, Georgia High School Football Daily, uh, the Georgia High School Football Historians Association, all those guys, they put out 
daily newsletters and one of the things they've looked at is most improved teams by class. And Effingham County, according to the Maxwell ratings, one of the most improved teams, if not the most improved team in Class 6A. John Ford's got them playing hard, and he's got them playing really well on defense. The Rebels have won three straight. They've allowed just six points in those three games. They're second in Class 6A in points allowed per game. This Effingham County defense is playing with a lot of confidence. And they're going to go to Richmond Hill tonight looking to maybe kind of take out some, some frustration from the last two meetings between these two because it's been all Richmond Hill in this rivalry over the last two years. Yeah, you mentioned it. Effingham County's had two shutouts with just six total points, and they're averaging um, opponents to score just seven and a half points per game through the season. So a really, really tough defense. They come in at 3-1, and 1-0 one, one in the region. Richmond Hill, 1-4, one 1-1 and one and one in the region. So definitely an interesting matchup, and um, I think it helps the Wildcats that they're at home. It should, and, and you know that student section is always really good. They're going to be rocking, ready to go. You imagine there will be a good crowd coming over from Effingham. The Effingham uh, County student section will probably have a pretty good uh, output as well. So it, it should be a really fun atmosphere over at the Hill tonight, and and one that is certainly uh, worthy of a good rivalry like this one. I talked to both coaches yesterday, and here's what they had to say about this matchup. You guys are at Richmond Hill, and they've had a tough go this season, but what kind of challenge does this game present for your team? Well, I mean, you say they've had a tough go. I think they've played some outstanding teams, and I know they lost a good senior class last year, but I also know Coach Lazad and his staff have done a Great job building a program, and, and, and they're, one of their hashtags and catchphrases and slogans, something they probably live by, is uh, uh, build the hill. And I think he's done an outstanding job building it. Um, obviously, until he got there, Richmond Hill uh, was kind of a not anything anybody feared or respected, but th- that's certainly not the case now. And so um, regardless of, of who he's played previously, uh, we know we absolutely have our hands full with a great opponent, a well-coached opponent, kids who were used to winning, um, kids who have been in big time playoff games, kids who have won region championships and things like that. So um, there's no doubt it's an outstanding football team and uh, it's going to be a tough out for us for sure. You opened up with a loss this season, but then three straight wins. How have you seen your team grow, I guess, throughout this season? Um, they, they've grown in their closeness to each other. They've grown in their love for each other and grown in their love for preparation. Um, so obviously, uh, Buford was a great team and, and, and they put it on us pretty good. Um, and, uh, they've done that to a good number of people this year. So, uh, coach Lybrand, he, he's a great guy. Um, and, and so we're certainly pulling for him from this side of the border. Um, but it, it, you know, cleaned up our schemes a little bit and found out what we'd be good at. And, you know, maybe some things that we thought we'd be good at that we weren't so good at. And, um, but our kids have just gotten a little better every week and, and they've played a little harder every week. And obviously the, uh, the challenge escalates this week with Richmond Hill. You said you guys have figured out what you're good at. What do you think the strength of this team is? Well, our defense plays, plays really, really hard and they do a great job running the ball and they do a great job getting lined up and taking on blocks and, and reading their key and, and then getting to the ball in a bad mood. And then offensively, we just want to be, we want to spread the ball around. We want to get uh, the ball to as many playmakers as possible. We want to, um, spread you out, make you cover all 53 and a third yards. And um, if you come up and play us tight, we're not afraid to take a shot and run by you. And if you cover us, we'll do it again. And so, um, 
just want to get get as many playmakers uh, touches as we can. And 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 Matthew Ford, the quarterback, has done a great job kind of being a point guard for us. And offensive line has gotten better every week. Coach Austin Osmond's our uh, new line coach here, and he's just done an outstanding job. And couldn't be more proud of him and proud of the kids. And um, but we just got to keep it going. I mean, region play, everything ramps up. Your your urgency ramps up. Your um, what you have to do to to be able to win a game ramps up. So. You know, when it's non-region play, sometimes you can experiment and maybe this personnel group or that personnel group or we'll adjust this scheme or that scheme. Come region play, you got to be locked in because you lose one in this region. It's going to be a tough sled because there's not many outs on Friday, not many easy outs on Friday nights in this region. Does your message to the team change at all heading into region play, especially when you're coming off a bye week, or is it just kind of they know how important these are and that sort of thing? Yeah, I, I think they know, and our, our, our message every week is the same thing, and our message every week is, you know, practice makes permanent, and, and it's, you know, we say all the time that if somebody said practice makes perfect, we jokingly say somebody lied to you way back in the day that, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything, and practice makes permanent, so we want to be really, really good at the details, um, we want to be really good in our effort, um, we want to put our kids in position to be successful, and uh, hopefully we do that every single week. What matchup can we look to on Friday night? Where do you guys match up well with Richmond Hill? I don't know. They, I mean, they say styles make fights, and I don't. Richmond Hill's really, really good. So by this time of the week, you know, you, you watch enough enough film, and all of a sudden you just you're hoping you can just you know get a first down. Um, so I've got a lot of respect for those guys. So there's not anything I'd say. Well, hey, our 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 position this versus their position that. You know, like Lane Kevin said, get your popcorn ready. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite that audacious. So I'm not going to say anything like that. I'm just going to say we'll work real hard, try to put our kids in a good position to be successful. All right, Coach, anything else you want to add or want to say? Hey, it's a great day to be a Rebel. All right, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. You guys had a win and then a tough loss at Statesboro. Um, you have Effingham at home on Friday, which is kind of your outlook for that game. Well, I tell you, we've uh, we've done some really good things. We've also done some really bad things this year, and we've we've learned a ton through the process. Uh, had an opportunity to win the game there at the end on 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 last Friday, and and uh, our guys have grown up a lot over the course of the season, having to deal with a lot of adversity, um, just like a lot of other teams, uh, especially in the area. Um, but now we're in region play. We're playing the games that count, and uh, and our, I feel very confident in our guys and their ability to go out there and perform and, and perform at a higher level than than we have been playing because we have progressively gotten better over the course of the season. How much does it help starting off at home? Well, well I tell you, they, uh, you know, not playing a home game essentially till the end of September, the last week in September is a new experience for me, but, uh, but I, our guys really embraced it. Uh, the community embraced it and playing, playing at Richmond Hill, uh, is a little bit different, different, uh, atmosphere than it has been, um, it, the, the past few years and and uh and our, our folks are really excited about this our, our students are really excited about it. our players are really excited to get out there and, and show off a little bit is it tough to prepare for effingham county since they kind of have a new look this year under a new head coach well you when anytime you look at film and, and you see what what uh really what the identity of the team is and, and what what uh what what that particular coach may hang his hat on offensively or defensively um you know, I don't know if it's tough to prepare for them, but it is. It, it it's just different. It's and it's different every week. We have a we have a very good uh, region, very well coached teams in our region, and uh, and it's a different experience. Um, that doesn't mean it's any more difficult than than the last or the next, but um, but we we I feel like we are very prepared for for what they do, and uh, 
and our guys understand the game plan, and I think it's going to be a good night for the Wildcats. Where do you guys match up well? What battles should we keep our eyes on Friday night? Well, take a look at the line of scrimmage, and I think a lot of a lot of the games this this fall in our region are going to be decided by by the line of scrimmage. I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, one of the things that we're doing, uh, you know, we're 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 messing with personnel. We're we're constantly messing with our personnel to see what what our best fit is in those situations, and. Uh, you know, we, we know who we have on the perimeter. We know we know those, and, and those guys can play with just about anybody. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when it comes down to it, when, when you got to win these region games, and I've come to find out this being my seventh year in the region, you, you have to play well at the line of scrimmage. Does your message to the team change at all heading into region play, or is it just kind of they know that these are the games that matter the most? Well, every single game is the most important game on our schedule. Uh, because it's the next and, and and we don't try to have foresight into, into hypotheticals what if you know we try to dictate everything that we do we manage it daily we, we focus on the day we try to nail the day and get better each day and show up the next day ready to get a little little bit better than the day before and 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 we do that every single day in our program we do it in in this in the springtime spring semester uh, in, in the wintertime all the way up to spring football and throughout the summertime, it's, it's not about wins and losses. It's about the growth as, a, as, a, as an individual, the growth as a player. If we're getting their best, uh, the chips are going to fall where they fall when, when, when we line up on Friday night. Um, but if we get their best, we feel like we can prepare them better uh, physically and mentally to be more competitive on the field. And that's what our guys have bought into over the last few years. Anything else you want to add or want to say? Build the hill. All right. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Jake, the next one I want to hit on over in the low country, May River at Bluffton. Yeah, th- another rivalry game, and this one going to be critical in, in region play. Both teams entering uh, tonight 1-0 in region play. You look at May River and maybe haven't gotten the pub that they've gotten in the last few years, but you look at this team and they're pretty good, 4-2 and two this season. Only one loss to a team from South Carolina, that being Wade Hampton. Their other loss came to Thompson, who I believe is undefeated. Um, over here in Georgia, the thing that you look about at, at look at look at May River and you see is you know they're going to run the ball, averaging over 300 yards a game on the ground. You know what you're going to get out of this Rodney Summers coached offense. It's just a matter of if you can stop it, and that's going to be the big question for Bluffton tonight. The other thing I think on May River is you look at their schedule; they go to Beaufort next mm-hmm. next week. That is an absolutely massive game. If May River wins tonight, yeah, they cannot look past Bluffton, and I don't think they will. This is their their crosstown rival. Right, I mean, the these hometown, kids grew up together. Yeah. I can't imagine the Sharks are going to look past the Bobcats, but it's certainly something to watch for. As Bluffton's going to come into this game motivated, they're going to come into this game wanting to win. They're going to be at home. You imagine there will be a little bit of back and forth early on. We'll see how it goes. Well, in Bluffton, you look at their record. They're 2-3, and three, and you're like, nah, okay. But they're starting to get hot. They open their region slate with a come-from-behind win at Colleton County. They were down 24-6 to six at the half. They scored 49 points in the second half to come back and win that one. Yeah, they've won two of their last three. And then you look at all three losses. All three losses have come to teams ranked in the top ten in their respective classes in South Carolina. So it's not like they've lost to a bunch of nobodies. They've lost to some of the best teams in the state. 
this is a series that's really, it started, it was all Bluffton right. when, when this series started. And of course, May River, a, re, a pretty new school for those that don't know. Bluffton won the first four games of the series. May River's won the last three, including a 56-6 to win last year. So when I talk about Bluffton's going to come in motivated, this is a senior class for the Bobcats that's come in that's never beat May River. And they got, frankly, beat down pretty good. Last, last year. two meetings, really. And so, yeah. So now they're at home with a chance to, you know, win this rivalry for the first time, get a little vengeance on a 50 point loss from last year. I'm excited to see how this one goes, especially to see how Bluffton comes out of the gate. Yep. This should be a good one. Now, some other teams I want to touch on. We've got a pair of undefeated teams in the Coastal Empire, Appling County and Brunswick. Yeah. So, by my math, so don't quote me here, there are 34. We're journalists, we don't do math. Right, there are 34 undefeated teams left in Georgia high school GHSA football. And so you mentioned two of them, Appling County and Brunswick. The Pirates have looked really good this year under yeah, first-year yeah. head coach Jordan Mullis, seeking just their second straight 7-0 and start. Uh, second straight 7-0 and start did it last year under head coach Rick Tomberlin as well. But the Pirates' defense, they've allowed more than 10 points just once this year, and that was to South Effingham earlier this year. This defense gets after it and they make life not very fun for opposing offenses. They're at Long County tonight. I'm going to be stopping by that one. Um, excited to see them in action. And the other Pirates, Brunswick, also undefeated there at Statesboro. We've talked about this team a bunch and just kind of how it feels like they're really coming into their own under head coach Sean Pender. They've continued to rise up the class 6A ranks. Certainly, you would imagine they're the favorites in that region to 6A race with Mm -hmm. you know Effingham and and Statesboro kind of lingering there but this Pirates team they have been so effective running the football that it really makes their offense go and and they've got a great offensive line and then you've got two backs and Reese Simmons and and Jacoby Hill both averaging at least six yards a carry that just makes it so tough on a defense when you're constantly able to just Stay on schedule, get ahead of the chains. It can be so frustrating for a defense when you're constantly at second and four, second and three, third and two. It's just really tough on a defense to make stops when Brunswick can do that. And when they, they've done that a lot this year, that's why they're 6-0. and Yeah, and they've got a huge line to help them do that. So exactly, certainly doesn't hurt anything. So those are just some of the games that we're keeping an eye on tonight. Tomorrow, the Groves-Islands game got moved to Saturday. It was supposed to be played on Thursday. Uh, that one's going to be played at noon on Saturday, so I'll be stopping by that one as well. We haven't seen Groves much this season, only twice, so... Yeah, an afternoon special uh, for Lindsay. Those are those are always fun on on college football Saturdays when you can get a little appetizer on a, mm-hmm. a high school football game, and then you know we've got Georgia Auburn right here on WTOC yep. at three thirty, so you can you can check that game out and be right back for kickoff on your couch, ready to go, watching the dogs and the tigers and the Deep South's oldest rivalry. We've got the next three Georgia games on WTOC, so little fun fact for you guys outside of high school football. But, uh, Jake, I guess that'll do it for us today. Yeah, really looking forward to tonight. Got the rain gear packed. Got a pair of extra socks in the, <laughs> in the camera bag ready to go. Should be a fun Friday night, though, despite the rain. I, I think so. And if you guys see me with some frizzy hair, you know what happened. It was the rain. Don't judge. So we will see you guys tonight on the sidelines and then here at WTOC on the end zone at 1115. For Lindsey Goff and Jake Wallace, we'll talk to you next week.